Let's go. Okay. We're recording. Right. Just hit the record button. How, how many times am I going to be impersonated during this, uh, this exchange? Depends on how fast I get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good answer. You know, you said it looks like I'm in a teenage girl's bedroom. Yeah. To, to some people, that would be an insult. But to me, I find that quite flattering, to be honest. You know, like, that's exactly what you'd expect. Like. Yeah. Well, as long as she's 18 or 19, you know, it's a pretty good place to be. Yeah. <laughs> they get wrinkled after that, right? Well, I could I could flip the camera around. I was going to flip the camera around, and I decided to make no genuine effort for you guys. So mm. uh, sorry about that. Mm. We wouldn't expect anything more. All right. So who who's everyone here? Oh right. uh, yeah. So go for so it. So who wants to start? Chance, you, you should start because since you're hosting, so all right, you go first. Ionosphere Tate episode. I'm Chance Logos and Fifical on Twitter. We've got Avtoritiet Vadim. We've got Mimetic Value, Q, Bert, and we got Tate, Tate Speech on Twitter. Shouldn't, uh, shouldn't need an introduction. And now we're rolling. Where is everyone from? Um, so, so for me, I'm, I was originally born in China, but I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, and then now I'm living in Seattle. Yeah, Starbucks. Utah. It comes to mind. You say Seattle, it's just Starbucks. Instantly comes to my head. I don't know why. Fuck, it pisses me off that their market is so effective. Yeah. So, so you guys think of Starbucks before you think of Amazon or Microsoft? Absolutely. Mm. Starbucks is Starbucks are the biggest motherfuckers on the world, man. They're everywhere. I've been to seventy-two countries, and all I see is fucking Starbucks. In Romania, there's Starbucks. In Iraq, I saw fucking Starbucks. How? crazy and what pisses me off about starbucks is you know they're making shitloads of money because it's so efficient their system you, you pay five dollars for a coffee how much can coffee cost starbucks it's water beans and cardboard cup like five cents maybe ten well, cents you, max you've also got to pay the useless baristas that just kind of like glare at you as they're making your coffee well, that's exactly it. So they don't pay any tax. So they charge you five bucks. It costs them 10 cents, at least $4.90, which is an hour's wage for the dickhead who makes it. And that's one coffee. And then the other 59 minutes, he's fucking around for free. These guys pay too much money, man. It's pissing me off. I thought I was rich. I didn't run Starbucks. I know the rent Starbucks. is pretty fucking expensive, though. Like the places they rent for, for the locations, that, that probably costs like, well, it depends on where, but like... Couple. But what they probably do is they probably just buy it because they have so much money. They just buy it and they end up just being premium real estate holders. You think they can't so? lose anything. I feel like they rent most of the places. The rent's pretty high. Maybe. Maybe. Still, Maybe. fuck Starbucks. They're liberal cucks. I hate that shit. Fuck them. And the coffee shit. I mean, I think like more than 50% of their costs is like sugar costs. <laughs> yeah, probably. Right. I'm feeling triggered. I'm going to shut this interview down. <laughs> so do you have questions for me or are we just going to shoot the shit? I mean, we're, we're just going to shoot the shit, man. You've the way we figured it, you've already been asked every question. Yeah, People always ask you the same times. fucking questions. So why, why yeah. are we going to do that? That's right. Ask me something I've never been asked before. Mm. Yeah. Uh Oh, 
on the spot. How do you feel about Israel? It's a good question. And the truth is, and I mean this in the kindest possible way, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I don't care. I don't actually, you know what? Although I preach a lot, I don't actually care about much. Like even stuff like Trump, who I'm like a huge Trump fan. But do I really care? Like, like I'm talking about genuinely care. Like, do I want Trump to win again? Yes. Am I a fan of Trump? Yes. But has Trump personally put money in my bank? No. Is my life genuinely better under Trump? Not really. Like, do I give a fuck? No. Israel, do I give a fuck? No. Anti-vaxxers and Muslims and Christianity and all this shit I talk about. Do I actually care? Not really. Not that much. Yeah. You know, like, I've got other shit to care about. I've got my own personal life. I'm absolutely an individualist. I've got my own shit to worry about. Until the state of Israel starts caring about me, <laughs> I ain't gonna care about them. And that's my view. So what's the angle then? Well, I think I, I think the more selfish you are in life, the further you can get ahead. I don't think there's anything wrong with being selfish. Being selfish does not make you a bad person. If you wake up and go, I want me, I care about me doing fantastic, that doesn't make you a bad person. Some people will tell you it does, but it doesn't. If my neighbor says, like, if I, if, if I know my neighbor particularly very well, and they're a good friend and they need my help, fine. But if I don't, and they're like, oh, can you help me move? I'm a bit like, no, I'd rather go do something that benefits me. Fuck you. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I mean, I think people are inherently selfish. It's just all about what, what adds value or meaning to your life. Like, if you like helping people, then do that. But that's still a selfish endeavor. You're doing it because it makes you feel good or adds to your life. You're not doing it because... Um, it's necessarily the the moral or right thing to do and even if it was it's like, yeah, it's like you, no you're completely right you're completely right because all this morality especially on the internet is fucking false morality anyway i'm tired of seeing motherfuckers give a homeless guy 50 bucks and they've got it recorded from 18 different angles with a fucking zoom <laughs> lens. And, and you know and, and they got fucking audio mic the hidden mic in their fucking things you can hear the dude saying thank you and then they put it on YouTube, and they're like, oh, my God, it feels so good to give. It's like, bro, you just gave 50 bucks for 18 million views. How much did you make off the back of that, you little fucking douche? Well, but he was a veteran. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what I mean? So, and people will lap it up. Like, it's fucking garbage. And the worst thing is when you have a little bit of money, because I'm not really that rich. Like, in the grand scheme of the world, I'm not rich at all. People are like, oh, you should give more to charity. One, you don't know how much I give. And two, there's always some fucking broke ass telling other people how much to give away. Fuck off. Fucking with a GoPro in the dude's face. Take my money, you broke. Like, what's the fucking point? It's just weird. The world's weird. It is weird. You know, if it was truly charitable, um, then why are you seeking attention over it? Like, Absolutely. The truest charity is the silent charity. Also, it's very difficult to find out what's a good charity to give to. Like, you can give your money to the Clinton Foundation. That's a charity. Or you'll just be fucking up people's lives instead. Word up. Exactly. So all these charities are fucking cons anyway. It's all, it's all garbage. It's all bullshit. Yeah, I don't really give money to homeless people because... I mean, I don't know. I get, the last time I gave a homeless person a lot of money is because they told me they wanted vodka. Yeah. And I kind of respected the honesty. So I was like, fair enough. I was in Slovakia and he goes, where are you? He goes, oh, he tried to talk to me in Slovak and I didn't speak Slovak, so I said English, expecting him to not know what to say. And he said in perfect English, can I have some money for some vodka? I said, why vodka? I said, why vodka? 
And he said, well, where are you going now? And I said, well, I'm going to the bar. He goes, well, look, you're a young man who can get girls and live in a nice house and you want vodka. Why do you think I want vodka? I have nothing. I was like, good point. Here's 50 euro. So. I've typically demanded a story. It's like, you, look, if you want some money, I want a story. I want to know why the fuck you're sitting here. Mm-hmm. What got that's you here? Interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Once you get there, too, well, it's like they're pretty, they're pretty honest. They're not trying to hide shit from you, really. If you, yeah. It's like five bucks for your life story, man. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. That's, that'd, be, that'd be a really, really, really interesting YouTube channel. Yeah. I've often thought that. I'm going to keep that in mind. Until I get shot by some crackhead. <laughs> hey, that'd make a great YouTube Five bucks video. For your life story robs me at fucking gunpoint, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of your life story. Yeah. <laughs> no, in my life, that's what will happen. But no way. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, Fury is not present, and he had a couple of questions for you. So I, I'm going to relay that. Um, okay. Um, he had a question about your fighting style and a chess question. They're both like in the same direction, like. Um, what is your fighting style? Is it all out offensive? Um, why, why not, etc. I remember you mentioned once a video of yours where, where you were like not trained, um, where you had like slack of training and not in shape anymore. That, that's yeah. where, a point where you went like you dropped your defenses and just went all out of defense. But I assume it's not always like that. Yeah, that can go good and it can go bad. I mean. I was an exceptionally good fighter, exceptionally good. I, I, and I, I was always dedicated. The problem with me is, unlike most fighters, I'm actually smart. Most fighters are stupid. And the problem is when you're smart, you it's, it's difficult to be completely entrenched in one thing that conquers your entire life. Like I loved fighting and I was dedicated and I was fucking good. But now I'm thinking, I love fighting, but I also love chicks and I also love supercars and I also love traveling and I also love vodka and I also love cigars. There's a whole bunch of other shit I want to do. So for 12 years, I gave up everything else I wanted to do for one thing. After a while, you just wake up and go, you know what? Fuck, do I need to go and do a thousand pushups today? Or can I just bang this chick and go back to sleep? And you get to that point. But then you become mentally weak if you always do that. You gotta at least challenge yourself once in a while. Oh, absolutely. I still train. I still train every day, but I don't training every day for fun and training every day to fight are different things. Yeah. When you're training to fight, your whole mind is preoccupied by the fight. You're nervous all the time. You're anxious all the time. You got this big fight coming up. You gotta eat properly. You gotta sleep properly. You can't stay up late. You can't. You can't do anything. Your whole life is over for fucking three months until the fight. So when you just train for fun, you stay up late, you wake up later, you train later. It gives a fun. So it's different. It's a different, you know, it's a different world. So yeah, I, I might, I might fight. I've been offered this fight March 11th, and I've trained zero percent. But part of me just feels like just getting in there, and even if I lose, just to see how good I am when I don't train. Part of me is kind of like curious. I'm gonna take an ass kicking and see how good I can do. So I might be back. We'll see what happens. Maybe if you if you do that, I'm just curious, like. Obviously, there's a bit of like, you know, pride involved in the situation, but it doesn't take that many kicks to the head, especially as you get older, to 
fuck things up. Yeah. What do you? What's the cost versus benefit analysis on that for you? The well, fighting it, fighting as a whole has no cost versus benefit analysis. Fighting as a whole is a stupid idea. Like less than one percent of fighters ever make any money from it. And and there's I've seen I've seen five people die. Like it's not it's a stupid idea to begin with. The idea of fighting is dumb. The idea of making a career out of fighting is dumb. The life you live is hard. There's a whole bunch of luck involved. You can win ten fights in a row and then get unlucky one fight and lose, and you lose the wrong fight, your big chance, and never get another chance again. You've wasted your life. Like it's 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 a stupid idea in the first place. So fighting isn't a logical decision. Nobody decides to fight with a logical mind. It's something you either do or don't do. It's not a logical thing to do. Because even even though I preach, and even though I love the idea of walking through the world as a kickboxing world champion, even the idea of self-defense is effectively garbage. Like, I've been in situations, and my confidence has saved me. And I've been in situations, being my brother, and yeah, we could fight, it saved us. But in general, the idea of, I know how to fight so I can protect myself, is bullshit. Because you can walk away from 99% of situations if, you're, if your ego's not involved. And the ones you can't walk away from, you're fucked anyway. If some dude's out to shoot you and he wants to kill you particularly for whatever reason and you pull up to your driveway in your car and he's standing across the road with a fucking Uzi, like, you know, like what are you going to do That's right. in reality? If a, guy, if, if a guy and four of his friends all have knives and they've decided to stab you and you're walking out of a restaurant with your girlfriend and four dudes rush you with machetes, what the you're fuck are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. You're going to die. So it's all yeah. bullshit. Yeah, like the that. whole idea of it. It's, it's, so, it's good, it's good, it's good to, to possess it. I, I'm not saying that I'm not happy I have it. I'm not saying it doesn't give me confidence. But in general, I'm also acutely aware that I could just as easily get, I can get sucker punched as easily as any of you. Mm -hmm. Some dude could come up from behind and fucking smash them on the top of my head. And then, so, it's like. I had a conversation oh. with, with uh, Jose Rosado. And he DM'd me after he saw me in a flame war with somebody on Twitter. He's like, dude, why do you do that? And I was just like, look, man, I'm, it's not, I'm a warrior. I was born that way. Like I, somebody, somebody put some bullshit in my face. I'm going to attack it. It's just, it's just my makeup. Like I, I see yeah. bullshit. I have to fight it. It's not about, not about whether it makes sense. It's not about whether it's logical. It's not about whether I'm going to get benefit out of it. I just hate it. I'm going to do what yeah, I can so to stomp it. It's just how I, just how I am. I don't, you know, like I don't cotton to bullshit. Yeah. So I would actually argue fighting is logical. So you know what Plato said? He actually said that uh, before you study any philosophy at all, you need to be a pretty good wrestler. Because that's basically your fundamental base. So, so like, if you look at the first order effects of uh, fighting, yeah, it's not very good now, especially now there's guns. But if you look at, like, the higher order effects, like second order and above, you see, like, all these, like, just people going around, they're just like soy boys and pussies. They just don't know like how to deal with the world at all. So that kind of really, you know, any type of fighting experience builds up like your mental foundation. So you know how to Oh, absolutely. It. Yeah, it teaches you a, a fucking shitload about yourself. It teaches you a bunch about yourself. It teaches you a bunch about other people. It teaches you a bunch about the realities of the world. It my whole worldview is shaped by the fact that I was a high-level fighter. If I wasn't a fighter, I wouldn't even think the same on any level, you know? So it's absolutely important and my sons will certainly fight. But it's not just for the idea of walking through life as, as Superman. 
It's the idea of understanding cause and effect and dedication and hard work and pain tolerance and all this other shit that just goes into it. Yeah, and, exactly. and the thing is with fighting is it teaches you that, I mean, I have this thing against excuses. I don't believe in excuses for anything because fighting is the perfect example. Like if, if I'm training for a fight and my ankle hurts and I can't run properly and then I run out of steam and I lose the fight because I get tired, mm -hmm. do I get to say, oh, well, but my ankle hurt in training, so it doesn't matter. No one gives a fuck. You lost, mate. Who cares? So it teaches you a lot about the realities of the world and like all these fat people, I can't lose weight. You, you can lose weight. You don't want to lose weight. Or you think you want to lose weight. But if you really want to lose weight, you wouldn't be struggling. It's all down to desire like anything else. You know? If you really want something, you'll get it. And the people who ain't got it usually don't want it enough. That's my view. And it's the same with nearly anything. Like, yeah, man. everyone wants things if it was easy. Who, the who here wouldn't want to be the best player in the world? You can take figures in the league. Like, it's be so easy. You just be like, yeah, fuck it. Okay, bang. I can ice skate. But if I say to you, you have to go start training 12 hours a day, you're like, oh, fuck that. That ain't worth it. So it's all down to how much value you put on stuff. And if it's valuable enough, you're going to do it. If it's not, you're not. That's the reality of, of life for, for, any, for anything. Simple as that. Yeah, man. Like, if you, if you train all day, every day for whatever it is that you want, you study, you work hard, there's no guarantee that you're going to achieve whatever it is that you set out to do. But if you don't do any of that shit, you're guaranteed not to. It's like the warrior exactly. mentality is not that you're guaranteed to win. It's just that you're putting yourself in the best position possible to be able to win. If you don't do that, yeah. you're guaranteed to lose. Like if, if you're obese and depressed and want people to give you handouts, there's a reason that you feel that way. And it's because you're a weak bitch. Like you don't, yeah. You don't try, you don't get anything. And you might not get anything anyway, but at least you could say that you tried, you set out and tried to accomplish something. And even if you failed, you know, people will respect you for putting forth the effort. You might be dumb. You might be, uh, you know, might have genetic predispositions that make something hard for you. You might just get murdered in the streets, but you put forth the effort. And if you don't do that and you just want the people who do to piggyback you through life, that's that's what it comes down to this great divide that's forming it's like yeah there's people who do stuff and then you want to insult them and you want to blame them for all your problems and then you also want them to piggyback you and give you handouts it's like where what's the computation there what's the what's the logic you have there because if nobody's doing anything worth value then where is the value that you're hoping to steal coming from oh exactly that's the fundamental split of the modern world isn't it you have people who want to do shit for themselves and people who want someone else to do it for them. That's what that's, that's the only socialism versus capitalism argument. That's all it is. People who want to do it themselves and people who want someone else to do it for them. That's the reality. Look, man, none of us here, probably, maybe, maybe you with your impressions, maybe you'll become <laughs> super famous. None of us are going to be fucking multimillionaire Justin Bieber's probably for the rest of our lives. So there's a, there's a whole life that we're not going to experience where we get to be super mega stars, whatever, whatever. But it could be a shitload worse. It could be fucking herding goats in Yemen. So you just have to accept where you are, kind of, and just make the best of it. And maybe one, all your dreams may not come true. But you know what? It could be worse. Just fucking stop being a baby. Everyone's a little fucking bitch. Mm -hmm. Everyone's a bitch, especially on Twitter. Twitter's just full of fucking crybabies all day long complaining. Like the amount, of, I'd love to know how many calories are wasted typing, <laughs> complaining. <laughs> and those are the only calories they burn in the yeah. day. 
<laughs> so, people don't take responsibility. That's mm -hmm. and they start complaining, and it's it echoes into their online digital lives. Responsibility is something I believe should be taught from like a younger age. It's well, that's why I love that's why I love fighting, and that's why I love chess because in those two particular sports, there's no luck involved. If you play football, maybe the wind can blow and blow the ball. Maybe you, you could have a bad day, but your teammates having a great day, and you can still win. In chess, if you lose, you fucked up. You may not be able to see where, somewhere you fucked up. That's it. It's one hundred percent accountable. Yeah, it's all I like you. that. Yeah, and that's how life should be. Yeah, you're gonna have some bad luck. Look, man, I guarantee I've had more bad luck than most people. I've had fucking shitloads of bad luck. I still cry about. It. I can tell you stories of my bad luck and fucking quarter of a million pound Bitcoin hacks and money I've lost and fucking ended up in debt to mafia guys. I've gone through loads of shit. I never sat there for a second and thought, oh, I need a fucking socialist president to save me. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, so like people don't actually realize how easy it is to be exceptional in this modern day. Like if you have any sort of mental toughness, like people just like see you in a completely different way. So like last night, it was, it was snowing outside. And I decided to just like go out for a shirtless run. And like, like everyone at the park, like these girls walk, walking with their boyfriends, they're just completely ignoring their boyfriends. They're coming up to me and taking selfies with me and just saying like, oh, you look awesome and shit. It's like as long as you get to do one thing that other people don't dare to do, you pretty much own the world. You can do anything. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone, especially everyone out here is, is, is chasing money all the time. And I know I'm the worst for it because all I talk about is money and blah, blah. But the, the, the human condition isn't about being rich. It's about being happy. That's the genuine view to it. And I think, you, I think you, can, you can make yourself happy with a few very basic things. If you set yourself a task and you achieve it, you'll feel happy. Like I say this to people all the time. Decide you're going to do 300 push-ups that day and actually do them. Mm -hmm. And you'll go to sleep feeling happy. That's the, we've got a few, I'm not a religious person. I don't believe in God. So we have 80 years, maybe, if we're lucky. That's it. We ain't got time to be sitting around crying. So just fucking do whatever it takes to be happy. If you want to be homeless and get 50 euro off me and drink vodka, as long as you're happy, who gives a fuck? People just need to just cheer the fuck up. Everyone's sitting online crying about some shit. Like, it's, just, it's just moronic. I complain a lot, but I'm a happy complainer. Mm -hmm. I'm like a miserable old man. It makes me happy to, to moan. Mm -hmm. But, um... I don't know. People just have their priorities all fucked up. I don't know what's wrong with Right. Yeah, man. I can I can speak to that because you know I've always been pretty pretty exceptionally intelligent, at least compared to the, my peers. But that didn't stop me from um, going through a long period of self destruction and feeling sorry for myself. I mean, I've I've had some shit in my life that's been hard to deal with, and um, at first, you know as I was moving into adulthood, I just wanted to blame everybody for all my problems instead of confronting them. And I spent a lot of years doing a lot of drugs and drinking and thieving and crime and, yeah. you know, people all around me dying from suicide and murder and going to prison and overdosing. And I got pretty close to all that shit myself, you know, like it's, and then at a certain point I just went, you know, I would rather live than die. And you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to kill myself, I should just do it. I should just do yeah. it right now. Right. But if I'm not, then what am I doing? I'm just going to be miserable. And from that moment forward, I mean, it took me a long time to repair all the damage I'd done to myself. I had a lot of bad habits and psychological issues, but from, from that point forward, I mean, it was just, it was all on my shoulders. And the second I chose to 
build the life that I wanted to live is the second the opportunity flooded into my life. You know, like the world and the people around you, I mean, the people around you kind of are your world. And if, and if they see you hating your life or not wanting to be a part of it, they're, they're going to feel the same way about you that you feel about you. You say, fuck myself, yeah. they say, fuck you. But if you say, hey, man, I'm here to work. I'm here to do what it takes. They go, great. Here's something that you can do to prove that. And if you do it, here's the next level. And the more that you do that, the more successful you are. It's a very simple equation. And, you know, coming from a place where I've been um, one of those um, whiners and like blaming everybody and, and taking it out on the world and destroying shit and then moving into a place where it's like, no, man, I'm, I'm here to build and grow. It's so obvious to me the difference the divide between people because I've lived both sides. And when people want to argue with me that it's not their fault or that they have problems, et cetera, et cetera, it's like, no, man, just shut the fuck up and the work because if you don't, you're always going to feel that way and you're going to be obese and you're going to be sad and you're going to die unhappy and nobody's ever going to respect you. Or you could turn that around, but it's all up to you. Yeah, there's two kinds of people, like people that accept struggle as a positive and those that make their whole life negative around struggles. I mean, is it even a struggle if it creates like resilience and it gives you new strength, right? It's like a, it's like a gift from the gods and you could look at it, you know? Well, who said life's supposed to be fun anyway? I don't know where this came along, where someone came along and said, life's supposed to be easy and life's supposed to be fun. Says who? Maybe life's supposed to be shit. Maybe we're all supposed to fucking suffer a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the fucking, that's the game. You either play the game or you don't. If you don't want to play the game, you, there's a bridge. See ya. But if you do want to play, fucking shut up and play. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 real, it's, it's ridiculous. And polarity is the only reason that anything has any kind of emotional attachment to it anyway. You're not going to feel joy if you don't feel pain. If you never had any pain, then you'd be stuck at a state of joy and you'd still you'd get so used to it, you'd never feel happy anyway. So, mm -hmm. fucking there's ups and downs, man. People need to just yeah. chill. I don't know what's wrong with you. All right, Tate. So, so, Tate, I'm going to try to be the first person to convince you that you are fucking religious, all right? You're, you have very strong faith. You know what's faith? Faith is the belief that you can overcome struggles and win in life. That's what faith is. And if you look at, if you look at re what religion can comes from, it's an evolutionary mechanism. Why does it even fucking exist in the first place? It's because in the past it had some sort of evolutionary utility to get people where they need to be and build up civilization. So in fact, you're, you're religious, but you just don't recognize that you can't take that shit literally. You have to basically look at how it evolved throughout all these different civilizations. So who here believes in God? So I, I, would, say, I would say there's no such thing as belief. Faith is not belief. Faith is basically faith in yourself you can overcome struggles and see and that's what religion is actually supposed to be. It's not a literal fucking um, dude in the sky or whatever. No, that's all nonsense. That's not real religion. I don't believe also, the wither. The magic wither is not. There's also a difference between, between religion and faith, I believe. Like, religion is like all those bullshit where you got like um, traditions and rituals and all that stuff so, like, so they're very important the rituals and traditions they have evolutionary mechanisms you can't yeah, just they are but um at a certain point they get to like at a point where it's like more important than the faith itself and that's the degeneracy yeah so so that's basically what virtue signaling is people think they can fake it without really having faith in themselves to succeed that's basically what it comes down to agreed
I, I don't like to argue the, the atheist point. Yeah. And I yeah. don't like to do that for a few reasons. One, because I don't feel like atheism benefits the world that much. Mm-hmm. I, I'm an atheist, but I'm not, I'm not a militant atheist. I think that atheism, I used to believe that atheism benefited the world. But I, I, I understand that when, I, when you try and preach the atheist agenda, the only chance you have of converting someone is, is, is converting a Christian to atheist, maybe. You're not going to convert a Muslim away from this thing. No, no. fucking way. No. And, 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 I, and, and now that I'm a little bit older, because it was only a few years ago I was a militant atheist, I guess. Now that I've lived around the world, I see the only countries that are resisting Muslim invasion are the Christian ones. The atheists and agnostic ones are just allowing themselves to be overrun. Yeah, because they don't have a mental framework of how the world works. So they're just really, a lot of them are turning very soy. Like, that's what atheism kind of leads to. In, in some ways, yeah. I mean, I, I guess all the right-wing tr- trad hillbillies in America, whatever, they're all, they're all religion and they're all religious. And yeah, I guess in some ways that's true. Yes. I just feel like when you, when you lose religion, you lose your country's identity and then you end up being open to be conquered mm-hmm. by another identity. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, so that's I, what it is. It's not a literal believing the God thing, whatever. It's, it's how it actually affects reality in the real world, practically. Well, I can... So, I can yeah. Go well, I was just going to say, I'm from Utah, home of the Mormons. <clears throat> and there's a very subtle thing that's encoded into the religion that m- even most of the Mormons don't understand. It leads you through a process. And you can, like, I think of religion as training wheels. And this is coming from a Mormon background. And then I left the church because I stopped being willing to answer questions. And I went out on my own and figured shit out. But at the age of eight, you're baptized. And, and that's the point at which you say, I'm responsible for all my decisions and the consequences that arise from that. And then as you progress through the levels of ascension, essentially you get to the point where you go to the Mormon temple and they stick you between two mirrors and you see the infinite reflection of your past and your future. And you realize that, Oh, I'm the God that I've been praying to all along. And now I'm actualized. And I realize that I'm the one who creates the life that I want to live. And then you go forth and do that. And most, most religions are set up to do that. You know, there are levels. And you're supposed to walk through the levels. And then at a certain point, you're supposed to leave behind the training wheels and ride. You know, but most people are afraid to accept the responsibility for their actions and assume that the life that they live is the life that they built for themselves. And so they huddle inside of that system and never leave it and keep riding on training wheels, holding hands with their little buddies um, and gather together to try to like make themselves feel better about the fact that they've known all along that the life that they're living is their responsibility. But as long as they have buddies around them to tell them otherwise, it makes it easier to pretend that that's not the case. So like for me, religion is very useful for a young person because it gives them a moral framework and it gives them a way to look at the world that adds, that, that gives them a perspective and, and a foundation to jump from. But at a certain point, you actually have to jump. You actually have to decide that this is what I've learned. This is what I see. This is what I believe. And I'm going to act as such. And if I'm wrong, I also have to admit that and adjust my modus. Because if I don't, then I'm living a lie and I know it. And pretending otherwise is going to destroy me. Yeah. I know where you're coming from. Yeah. So I, I have nothing against religion. I, I just, I just, when someone says to me, the Bible, I just think fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good work of fiction. That's basically what it is. You can get some lessons from it or you can also like say, okay, this part's kind of 
funny or ridiculous. It's, it's all fine. But so, so what you notice is like nowadays without religion, when religion is replaced by too much atheism, you get all these like atheist SJW ladies. But guess what? The way they act is exactly the same thing as the old church ladies. Well, they have a new religion. Yeah, exactly. It's a new religion. They're just old. That's that's not down to atheism. That's, that's the new shit they sign up to. Mm -hmm. Fucking me too. And fucking veganism and whatever (laughs) other garbage. Religions. Veganism is as much a religion as anything else. Absolutely. Everyone, everyone's got their own personal religion in one form or another. Right. Religions exist. I'm just saying the idea of a God, I, I don't believe that I'm being judged for my actions. I don't believe I'm going to live after this life. I don't believe in any of those things. And that's the, those are universal tenets of most religions, that whatever's happening here now is some sort of test for something that's going to happen later. I believe that's complete bullshit. So that's my, that's my personal atheism. I, I have zero interest in under believing in any kind of afterlife or any of things mm-hmm. along those lines. I'm, I'm right. 100% atheist. In that yeah, so Immortality is the ripples that you make with your actions. Mm-hmm. Like Achilles, Achilles is immortal. He'll never be forgotten. That story will live on forever yeah. because it's profound and relatable. And you could be the same way. You know, if you live a life of heroism and uniqueness, you become immortal. But it's not because you're um, like everlasting spirit now goes to heaven and you look down and influence the ways no, of the world. No. It's because you made such a big splash while you were here that the ripples continue on forever. Right. If you had the choice of a million dollars right now and no one remember you after you die, or continue with your normal life and be left with a legacy, which one would you choose? I think that question doesn't make any sense. Like, who the fuck is <laughs> just going to remember some random dude who just, like, who's there? My point is this. I don't give a fuck what people think about when I'm dead. Mm-hmm. I'll take a million right now. I ain't here. I ain't alive. I'm not alive. As long as my kids remember me. I'm, I, I don't really have this, this holistic view of the world. I don't, I don't care for society in that manner. I think society's fucked, and I'm not trying to fix it. Like, I'm trying to help individuals who want to help themselves. That's why I've got my website, whatever, whatever. If you want to help yourself, I'll help you. But society as a whole, I have no interest in trying to right. repair. I think society's broken on everything. That's yeah, an and I, I, exploit broken, I exploit broken society. Broken society suits me to the ground. Mm-hmm. I use it to my advantage, absolutely. It's how I make money with webcam girls. It's how I have multiple girlfriends. So like, I get away with a bunch of shit I shouldn't get away with. I just understand the society's fucked, so I'm just playing my own hand the best I can. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to fix anything. Someone said, Andrew, he's a million in cash, and all your achievements and everything is going to be deleted from Wikipedia. I'm like, cool, thanks. See you. <laughs> right. Bye. That's my personal view, and that's because I don't believe once I'm dead, there's going to be any kind of consciousness on any level. I'm not going to know anything. So I'm not, I'm not, like, I don't remember the year 1775. I don't have a fuck, I don't have a clue what happened. It's going to be exactly the same. So I don't give a shit. The second I die, they start putting me all over the news saying I was the worst man in the world. Good luck. I don't give a fuck. That's interesting. Let me ask you this, man. Would you consider yourself a prideful man? Because I know you have this persona where you pretend to be, but you know, every once in a while I see these like glimmers of heart coming out of you and the, and the real person shines through. I mean, I know you're doing a thing. <laughs> But behind that thing, would you say you're a prideful man or would you say that's not, that's not your jam? No, I'm full of pride. I'm not a bad person. I don't think I'm a bad person. There's a lot of people who are convinced I'm a bad person. I really don't think I am. And I do believe I live 
an honorable life. I, I have people on, on a, in a thousand different ways I live an honorable life. I've had the ability to steal from people, rob from people. I've had, even very recently, people offer me a whole bunch of money for things I knew wouldn't work. And I've turned, I've, I'm telling you now, I've got a better heart than 99% of people. I've turned down a hundred grand for shit knowing that that person was gonna lose their money. And I've done things that most other people wouldn't do. So I don't think I'm a, a, a bad person in any way. Mm -hmm. I don't take shit from anyone because I'm very fortunate in the fact that I'm in a position where I don't have to take shit. So I feel like if I take shit off people, I'm not exploiting my position to its fullest extent. I can say what I want, so I do. I can do what I want, so I do. I don't have to be afraid of a smear campaign. I don't give a fuck. So nothing, I'm, I'm genuinely anti-fragile, and that's extremely rare. That's why everyone on Twitter is anal. So yeah. have an opinion, is no job. Right, right. So I'm, I'm in a very rare position, so because I'm in a rare position, I feel like I should use it. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I don't think I'm a bad person in any respect. I've, I've definitely got a heart. Trust me, I'm not, I'm definitely not a bad guy. I'm gonna go rob a granny or some shit. I'm the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. But um, society, the society's turning in a way where it doesn't benefit to be anything other than just a fucking a dickhead or a, or a bitch. If you're mm -hmm. anything in between, if you have any kind of honor, you're gonna suffer for it. There was a very re it was about three six three or four months ago. There was an article I read about a French police officer who swapped places with an ISIS victim. There was, there, was only, there was only two deaths, so what didn't make the mainstream news. ISIS guys in a supermarket took a bunch of people at knife point, and a French police officer swapped places with a girl to let the girl escape, and he ended up dying. Now, he was a hero, and he did the honorable thing, but when your government decides to open the borders and let in unlimited ISIS members, like, what the fuck are you dying for? And this is my point, like, being honorable now, why? Because everyone else is a fucking idiot and a coward. So you're going to go and do that honorable thing, and then there's going to be cowards on Twitter going, yeah, well, fucking he's talks to be masculine. Like, what the fuck is the point? The honor is being discouraged on every level. Yeah. So, so I don't see that. There's not much point in being a good person nowadays. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. so, so the honor thing, you do it for yourself. Because, like, man, like, a lot of people don't even get to choose their own, own fucking death. Like, I think you, if you choose to go out, like, die, choose your own death in an honorable way, I think that's something you do for yourself. And yeah, that's a good I thing agree. to do. And, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I feel like, you know, like when you say you don't really care about like the whole big structure of society, society is going down, you're helping yourself, but you're also helping people who are around you who actually could help themselves. So I would actually say that's the way to actually help society and make society. Yeah, I'm helping people one person, one person at a time. Yeah. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, like my yeah. views are very similar. I don't know if you know Tommy Robinson is. Mm -hmm. I like him and I like what he says. I look at this shit he goes through for trying to fix society. He gets put in jail for no reason. Mm -hmm. He gets ostracized by the public. He can't get a job. His family's under constant threat. Like I'm not going through all that personal shit to try and save people yeah. who don't want to be saved. Yeah. Like, so, so I would say that's just delusion of grandeur on their part. For you, I think you're just having an honest approach to life. It's like, okay, let me just help one person I can actually concretely deal with at a time. And that's way more pragmatic and makes more sense. That's what I'm yeah, man. To do, so. There's there's this old Jewish proverb, and I'll paraphrase it, but it's essentially, if everybody sweeps their own porch, there's no dirty streets. And to add on to that, to tag onto that, it's like, okay, if you want to be a charitable person, sure, you could give money to a big conglomerate that has to pay people, and you never know where that money's going to go. Or you could look around you and find a neighbor who's going through a hard time, 
and bring them a hundred dollars worth of groceries. And that would make such a profound impact on their life and moving forward. You know, like I'll give you an example. Just recently, there was a dude on Twitter who commented on a tweet I wrote and and he said, you know, the answer to me living in hell is probably suicide. I was like, all right, man, DMs. And I just reached out to him and I said, man, what's your deal? And he said, this problem and this problem and this problem. It's like, okay, well, look, man, I don't know. I don't know how to fix you. I've written some books. I could give them to you for free, but I'd also just be willing to talk to you. I'll just talk to you, man. And at the end of that conversation, and I'm still engaged with him a little bit. I mean, it's not my responsibility, but it's very easy to just say, hey, man, you know, I'm willing to talk to you and I'm willing to offer what little advice I can. And he said, it makes, makes a big difference, man. I feel better already because it's nice to know that somebody out there cares enough to just say, you know, I hope that you're doing fine. And if you, like, there's so many opportunities in people's lives to make that small impact, just to say a kind word or offer a hand up or look around you and offer a little bit of help to somebody who's in need. But instead of doing that, it's the same divide. It's like, I'm going to give this money to this charity so that they can take care of my responsibilities for me. Why do you, yeah. why do you need somebody to, to outsource your fucking kindness? Yeah, it's a good point. It's a super good point. And charities themselves can all fuck them, so this all con anyway. So yeah, you're completely right. But this is it's a breakdown of society, man. Society's broken down on every level in the West. It's the reality. It's broken down on every level. I, I've spoke about this in other interviews, so you're right. I get asked the same questions all the time, but it's all linked. Family's broken down, society's broken down, gender roles are broken down, everything's completely fucked. And this is where we end up. We end up here with fucking soy boys trying to pretend that somehow society's better when it's all completely screwed. Society only ever worked one way. It worked when men were men and women were women. That's how we went from a small tribe to populating the entire planet. And now you, Mr. Soy Latte, comes along and thinks he can change it and he knows better than all of human history. It's fucking garbage. Yeah. But what can you do about it? So, right. So the reason they do that is because they, they're assuming that they can just like install some AI bionic part on themselves and just make themselves like powerful. I, I, I think they no, I think they do that because it makes them feel better about their own personal failures. If you're weak, if you're weak, you're not going to go and talk about how good it is to be strong. They're going to say, well, what's the point in being strong? It's 2018. We don't need to be strong. We don't need, we're not cavemen. That's, that's what you're going to do. So when you have weak little people, all they want to do is advocate weakness. Mm-hmm. And these are the people who, who end up in positions of, influence through social media fucking dorks hiring them you know these big leftist corporations and they're just just trying to shit on all the benefits of masculinity and, and human endeavor since the dawn of time i would love i'm telling you now man if i was a fireman before i before i risked my life trying to drag anyone out of the building i checked their twitter feed they mentioned toxic masculinity <laughs> <laughs> that's like oh you, man that's just it <laughs> It's like, okay. it's like, oh, I'm masculine because I'm being brave. Oh, I have an, I have an aversion to, to, to danger, and I'm doing things I shouldn't do because I'm toxic masculine. Okay, bro, you just sit in the fucking fire, and then smart ass. Yeah, that's just it. It's like, okay, we've got what, um, a couple billion years of life, and for the entirety of those billions of years of life, things have been devouring and fighting each other for primacy, and for all of human history up until you know the last 50 years essentially it was the same who's the best prove it and then you ascend and then now that things have gotten so simple and so easy and think you know 
as an aside, things that are seek to continue being and to replicate. So now you got these weak assholes who want to continue on and want more of them so they can feel good about being who they are with their buddies. So they propagate and promulgate these ideas. But what they fail to understand is that if there were more of them, the species would not survive. It's like, if, if I don't have any immune system advantage against illness and I catch the flu, I'm going to die. And it's the same in your mind. If you don't have protection, it's bad ideas, you die. I believe Western, Western civilization is already dead. This is the thing. I believe the fight's already over. The, the world has only ever been one way. Like you said, it's weak versus strong. It's, all the way, it's, it's the only way it's ever been. The West is weaker than it's ever been, not financially, not militarily. The mentality of people is weak. Yeah. Now, I can use Western Europe as an example because that's where I live. But when you have people coming in who are mentally strong and they're part of a tribe, they're part of a religion, doesn't matter which one, we all know, that they're, that they're going to adhere to regardless of color, regardless of race, regardless of country boundaries, regardless of language, and that's the tribe they're most loyal to. And they're mentally strong and they don't give a fuck do anything it takes. And you have weak people sitting around hiding in their homes doing fuck all, crying about tweets. It's only a matter of time till the country's fucking conquered. The, the fight's over. The fight's over, especially in Western Europe. Like there's, there's ideas that I won't say which because I don't want to talk to bad. There's ideas which exist that you cannot criticize. If you criticize them, you'll either end up dead or in jail. Now I can sit here and say Jesus is gay. I can say that. There's another religious leader that I can't say that to because I will end up dead or in jail. Yeah, you know? So this, this is the point. So it's always been weak versus strong. And conquest is real. Fucking you got AOC talking shit about how America belongs to Native Americans. No, it doesn't because they lost the fucking fight. If you lose the fight, it's not yours anymore. And we're in the middle of a fight right now. Everyone's pretending it doesn't even happen. We're pretending there is no fight. Because that's, that, that's the ultimate level of cowardice. There is no problem. There's no problem. It's putting your head in the sand. And that's the level we're at now. So everyone's going to pretend there's no problem, and then we're going to fucking lose. And in 100 years from now, in 100 years from now, bro, China is going to be filled with Chinese people sitting in Chinese universities, talking Chinese, sitting there discussing how Europe is no longer white and Christian. And they're going to be like, what the fuck were they doing? China ain't going to make that mistake. China's not stupid. But the fucking West is fucking finished. On every level, it's done. Can't even build a fucking wall. Can't even enforce your own borders. And we've got Trump, the best president you could hope for. And we still can't even get a wall to stop unknown fucking people turning up and breaking the country. Like, if we're that weak as a fucking nation, then what chance do you have in the long term? Precisely zero. In the long term, that only leads to one place, destruction. So like, the fuck, it's, it's over. The game's over anyway. That's why I live in Eastern Europe. It's the only place I can find under a Christian banner that doesn't take shit. Mm. The only places left on earth who say, no, fuck you. There's nowhere else to go. America's fucked. All of Western Europe's fucked. The only places you can live are like Poland, Slovakia, Hungary. There's the only places left. These tiny, poor countries that are saying, no, I ain't taking this bullshit. It's crazy, man. The whole world's yeah, that's the big difference between the West and the East and Europe. That like Western Europe is broken, attempting to fix it, just fucking futile. And the East, they're 
protection, like they engage in protectionism. They protect their heritage. They protect what they have because they, they've seen the degeneracy that causes. Like, I mean, yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. And we've been um, revolving around like the main idea of responsibility, the whole podcast, and meritocracy, I believe. And like in Eastern Europe, it's more prevalent. Like to you're raised to take fucking responsibility. I was raised in a Slavic family. Responsibility was almost number one of the things that were taught. And here I see, like I grew up in Belgium, Western Europe, and my peers they they were raised differently, and I could see it. It was just, yeah. I mean, attempting to fix it here, like the UK, the Netherlands, Belgium. With these, all these SGE, uh, as it's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. And and then, but they there, then they are outraged, like I don't know, Russia, Ukraine, Poland, that they're like not letting this shit happen. They just say fuck. Well, they're raised, yeah, because they're raised, they're raised tougher. There's a harder life. Hard life makes hard people. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, we have easy life in the West. So we have weak people. This is the reality. And 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 even though I love Eastern Europe, on a long enough time scale they'll lose also because as economic prosperity comes and globalization is near impossible to fight and a lot of them have joined the EU and they're being sued by the EU now and like on a long enough time scale, the whole game's over. Like if, if, if we'll all be dead, but in 500 years from now, it's going to be the fucking Asian alliance of China, Singapore, fucking Japan, um, whoever so against the Islamic, an Islamic alliance. It's going to be a fucking, that's going to be the two superpowers. So that's all that's going to be left. There's no, there's not going to, be any white Christian, all that shit's done. It's over. That, the the, the oh. heyday of the white Christian man is long gone. So, so I don't really think that's true either because every society gets weaker when it gets more prosperous. The Muslims are going to get weaker too and so so is Asia. Like you already see in China, like there's so many people getting so much weaker in their mentality in the past 20 years when it's... I, I disagree with you and I'll tell you why. Because Islam ensures that life is hard. We talk about weak from a... From a, from a financial prosperity perspective, fine. But Islam will ensure that you're not a bitch. The, the, even Hitler said that he's, he, Hitler put a quote, someone find it. I, he, I wish I didn't have Christian soldiers. I wish I had Mujahideen. Because he knew that the tenets of Islam will ensure that people do not become little cowards. You will never, you will never have a soy boy under Islam. He will never have a wife that tells him what to do. He'll never be ordered around by women. You'll never have women in power, feminists, telling men that they can't talk and they can't approach girls and Me Too cases. All this shit that's demasculizing men and feminizing men is, is, is haram. It's against the rules of Islam. So none of these things can possibly happen. Dubai is rich as a motherfucker and they don't take shit from nobody. You want to go to their country and insult their religion or their faith or their views or one of their leaders? You want to walk around like we do and insult Trump in Dubai or United Arab Emirates? You get your fucking hand chopped off. They ain't taking shit from no one. So it's nothing to do about money. Their mindset is a militant mindset. And that's why in the long term, they're absolutely not really going to prosper over the Western mindset, which is not a militant mindset. There's, there's no warriors left in the West. And the yeah, warriors man, that are left there's are self-serving. Like me, I consider myself a warrior, but I'm self-serving. I only give a fuck about my own bank balance. I don't give a fuck about any of these countries. And that's the reality. There's a so book series like, called you know, Dune. A thousand years. Everyone's just going to be Muslim in a thousand years. I think it's, look, all right. Imagine you're a stock trader, bro. 
And I said, you have to bet $1,000 on Christianity or Islam. And you have to go long. And in 500 years, you get to cash in. Who the fuck are you betting on? Let's cut the bullshit. Who are you going to bet on? You can't even get young. I, I don't even know. In America, there's a few. But if you want to go to Western Europe, you cannot find someone under 30 who goes to church. You will not find one. You got old Christians who've been Christian their whole lives, old ladies, and that is it. You can't even find a young person going to church. They're building zero new churches. They can't even keep the old ones open. They build a new mosque a day. Like, hey, bro. Who the fuck Mormons, dude, Mormons, Mormons are ready to roll. It's the same deal with Mormons. You have personal responsibility. You have concrete gender roles where the man is in a position of primacy. You have them building temples and churches on every fucking block that they get their hands on. They run the church like a business. Like as much as much as I um, walked away from all that, if you if it's going to be a, a question of religion, if it's going to be a question of Christianity versus Islam, the Mormons, bro, are going to take over because they've been. Look, and it's look. You have one problem with that, bro. I agree with everything you're saying. But the problem is, I just googled it. There's 13 million Mormons. That's right. And there's 1.8 billion Muslims. Yeah. So check this out. There's a book series called Dune. It's super dorky, but it's super truthful too. There's a there are these people called the Fremen, and they're essentially it's essentially a model of Islam. They live in the desert, yeah. the harshest place in all of the planets that are occupied. They're constantly pursued by the soft oligarchy that controls a vast military, and they still survive. They hide out in caves. They hoard water. Okay. They have suits that harvest their piss and shit, and they fight each other to the death over the least insult. So there's no softness. There's only hardness. Yeah, yeah. And they take over the entire universe, essentially, as soon as the prophet that they've been waiting for arrives. And it's the same, okay. like it's the same with Islam. You know, Islam was created by a dude who was being pursued through the desert and hiding out in caves because they wanted to kill him. And he wrote a book. Yeah. It's, a, it's a religion yeah. that's based on the idea that people are trying to kill me right now. And what is the religion yeah. that's going to save my life and save the life of my people? Yeah. It's to fucking murder them all every time I get the chance yeah. to and to say, no, this is the way things are. And if you try to go against that, you're losing a limb or you're losing your head, period. And that's yeah. like, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. There's nothing in Christianity that allows you to combat that other than being a martyr. And there's a line from a rapper I like called Aesop Rock. He says, ain't no motor like a martyr made motor because a martyr made motor don't quit. And that's fine and everything. But if you got a motor that doesn't have a vehicle, then it ain't running anyway. Yeah. No, it's true, man. I'm, I just think with the sheer numbers and, and the way the world's changing and the geographics of the, of the planet, I just think it's, I mean, especially in Western Europe, you have to also understand that I know Mormons have a lot of kids, which is important. But outside of the Mormon community, and I'm a hypocrite myself, I'm 32, I ain't got any kids. Yet, yeah, when so I do have kids. When, when are you going to have gonna, kids? I'm going to have kids this year. Oh, this year? I have children this year. Okay. And I'll have maybe two or three, maybe. I got three. There's three in my I'm certainly not going to have 10. Why not? Like in Islamic, you would. Why like they're gonna have, even if you want to do it with pure numbers, they're going to outbreed us. Pure numbers, the math. You can take away the ideology and do the math. There's not a single country in Western Europe. In fact, there's not a single country in Europe, including Eastern Europe, that has enough children to, pop, to sustain its population. Zero. We're not having enough kids anymore. 
Whereas every single Islamic nation is growing in population. Because, because their women are subjugated, and they knock them up early, and the women do as they're told. The only reason, you, only reason everyone here hasn't got kids is because when we were 20, we didn't have a slave wife. If you had a slave wife at 20 who did everything you said and obeyed you like a slave and cooked and cleaned and was like, getting pregnant, I'll do all the work. You haven't got to do anything. You ain't got to change diapers. This is my job. Just knock me up. Just come in me, and you just carry on with your life. And, and we were also forbid by our religion to have abortions or use contraception. Well, every single one of us would have 10 kids by now. But it's not, it's not our culture. So our culture isn't even akin to reproduction because all these chicks out here, most of them ain't worth shit. So none of us want to fucking get tied down to any of them because they're nothing but headaches. Well, so I can tell like this. <clears throat> I got three so kids. This is the reality. So they're going to outbreed us anyway, just from a pure numbers perspective. Even if, we, even if we were to assume that Mormonism was equal to Islam in its radicalism, which I don't think is true because Muslims will fucking die today. And Mormons Islam is different. But even if you're going to assume it's the same, with a 1.8 billion head start and the average family size of nine people, like you're just fucking, the math is over, bro. It's over. The game is done. It's going to be the that. only religion left in 100 years. That's my view. Although, so, so here's the thing. I, I think it's more complicated than that because the Muslims still also kill each other. So if you have a small group of Mormons just hiding away, being somewhere where they're not maybe. getting involved in the conflicts of the Muslims, they'll kill themselves and then the Mormons could possibly take over. Yeah, so, well, Muslims fight within themselves. Mm -hmm. The thing they do first is they fight everyone else. So I gotta she, say, this Shia and Sunni can be best. I love bringing yeah. Mormon conversations out into the world because it's they're really obscure and just mostly a joke but <laughs> here i've got tate maybe that's intentional like maybe they're trying to hide right maybe they're trying to hide so that they wait until the muslims kill each other then they take over that's their strategy they're i'll smart. tell you this about mormons every religious like legitimately religious mormon owns a fuck ton of firearms they hunt they have yeah. a bunch of kids and they don't even consider ideas that are outside the scope of what they've been taught. They're not even interested. I had a conversation. I'll give you an example. I had a conversation with this lady that I used to work with. And I said, why do you believe the things that you're told without giving a thorough analysis to whether or not it's true? She said, I don't think they tell me anything that's not true. So I just believe in it. And I, and I live my life that way. And it's, you know, like, I, I think that probably only Islam and Mormons are like that anymore. Maybe yeah, some Hindus, but their religion is one about sitting around and thinking about how you, you should just sit around and think about stuff. You know, like that's not a religion of survivors. That's just a religion of people just, yeah. just being. That's not like – it's just like the devotion that both of those religions have to the tenets – is not found in any other religion anymore or really in any other sort of worldview besides the ones that are self-destructive. Like these soy people, they're so locked in to these beliefs and these ideas, but these beliefs and ideas that they're locked into are self-destructive. They're self-defeating. Like, oh, let's, let's uh, limit the population. 
Oh, let's limit the ability to gain wealth. Oh, let's limit the ability to make an impact on the world. Oh, let's limit your ability to uh, make your own choices. Those are self-destructive attitudes, and they're so locked into them that they're destroying themselves and taking everybody down with them. There's not, like, there are more people that believe that way now than there are people who do not in the Western world. When you have a majority of self-destruction, guess what you get? You get self-destruction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Solomon Front, who's an a evolutionary anthropologist, he, he thinks the Mormons will win in the long run. And I think one of the reasons is like, because the Muslims or women, whenever they realize like how women in the West live, they try to become like them. But like Mormons, they don't really have. I wouldn't, say problem there. I wouldn't say that's true at all. There's, there's women living in, there's women in England and Germany and France and Belgium and Holland right now with Berkazol. They've seen Western women. They don't want to change. Oh, I'm telling you now, man, I, I'm, I'm just, that's my personal view. To, to, mm-hmm. you, to compare Mormonism to Islam, Mormonism is like, I don't know, the 20th most popular religion. Islam's like number two, behind Christianity, which is watered down. We say, oh, there's a lot of Christians. Well, it's because everyone goes, I'm a Christian. When's the last time you read the Bible? Do you pray three times a day? Do you fast? Do you go to church every Sunday? Well, no, you don't follow any of the fucking rules. Right. Just take the Christian box. Well, you're not Christian, are you? Whereas the Muslims are ready, they're ready. If I walk down the road, I'm here in London, if I walk down the road with a sign saying Allah is gay, within 10 minutes, I'll be stabbed. Mm-hmm. If I do the same with the Jesus sign, I can walk around all fucking day. No one's going to yeah. do shit. So you can't, com- and you can't compare the two. You can't. Yeah, it's still, not in my right. It's not, it's I, not I would, close numbers. It's yeah, I, mean. I would agree with you, but I would say Mormon is not Christianity. It's a different religion. And Okay, perhaps. Yeah. But I don't, see a, I don't see a future with a few select Mormons resisting Islam. I don't see that. I, I, I can't see it. Mormonism will be destroyed by liberalism before it even gets to that point. The numbers aren't large enough. There's no such thing as a Mormon country. There's, there's, there are Islamic countries. There's Islamic continents. Game's over, bro. Yeah, man. Anyway, enough about them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go, let's go back to the martial arts. How do you avoid <laughs> getting concussion? Or have you had many concussions? You're gonna fight. You're gonna get hit, bro. That's right. Go to roll with it. There's no, there's no way to avoid it. You're gonna fight. You're gonna get hit. Yeah. I mean, you got obviously train. You got to look after yourself. But I'm not punchy at all. I don't feel any. Although sometimes after some hard sparring sessions or some hard fights, I'd feel a bit slow. I'd have brain fog for a few days. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm still sharp. I'm not stupid, so I'm all right. But if you're shit and you get punched in the head all day, you're gonna fucking suffer. You just don't be shit. That's, that's the only advice. There's no. No magic. There's no magic cure to it. Don't be shit. Don't get hit. That's all I can say. Hmm. When it's the reality of the game. When you say that, like, do you do you feel that you have been limited in your capacity by the damage you suffered from fighting in any way? Probably. Probably. If I would have never fought in my life and dedicated myself to fucking some academic endeavor, would I be smarter? Probably. Would my life be better? I doubt it. I, I like the fact that I like being well-rounded. I also like having an opinion with a physical presence behind it. Even on the internet, I like that. Yeah. I, it's just, it's, 
my my worldview is is based on I would never say anything to anyone online. I wouldn't say their face. Word up. And I and, and and when I say that, people go, oh yeah, no, but I mean that. Everyone else is sitting there talking shit. If I ask someone and say something, I guarantee you, if I meet that person, I'm gonna say the same shit right in their fucking face. I like. Would I live that way if I didn't know how to fight? Probably not, because I wouldn't. I just wouldn't be that person. I'd be a completely no. different person. It right. shaped my entire world. I've been doing it for fucking twenty years. Mm-hmm. So it's just you know, could, would I could I have done something else? If, or would my brain be sharper if I focused purely on mental exercises? Perhaps, but I'm very glad I didn't. I think I've used my youth, my biological youth, effectively. I enjoyed being an athlete. I still miss it now. I'm not tempted to fucking go back. So you know, it's it's cool. To, it's 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 a it's an amazing feeling to feel like a predator. And even though I was just talking about how it's bullshit self-defense, and it is, it's an amazing feeling that, and I didn't feel it till I was, when I first won my first world championship. When you realize you're world level at combat, it is an amazing feeling. You do start to feel a bit like a lion, Hmm. you know? And it's addictive. Even now, I'm retired and I can't can't get out of my head. Sometimes I can't sleep at night. You can take, what the fuck are you doing? You need to get back in the ring. It's an addictive feeling, you know? This is why gang members walk around with fucking machine guns. They like feeling like, I'm the fucking man. This is something that's addictive about it, so I'm, I'm glad oh, I did shit. It. Look what's happening now. Jury on. Dude, I, I feel a lot of the same way. I'm a very competitive person to the point where a lot of people, like even my family and friends, they don't like me. And they know, don't play a game with this dude because – I'm, I'm, I'm on the spectrum, the autism spectrum, and I have yeah. a memory that works peculiarly Who's well. that Asian guy? Is that mimetic? Is that mimetic value? Yeah, what's up? Fury's hella drunk right now, guys. That- I can tell already. <laughs> I never get drunk. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I got to say, I was going to ramble on about mm-hmm. some cool shit about me because I'm awesome, but I mm-hmm. love this dude, Fury. He's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Everything he says cracks me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like his. I like his. I like your tweets, Fury. I like them. Yeah, Tate. Thanks, man. I um. Uh, Yo. No. Yeah. Yo, I have a five foot five. Fucking hell! Wait. Fucking hell! Uh, I have to like pay the cap. Wait. Uh. Yeah, what's it? One looks. Yeah. I have to. What's up? So I know you had that thread where you kind of said <laughs> boxing is a real thing on the street and jiu-jitsu isn't. But I think jiu-jitsu does have like a little bit of purpose in that you can, you can something physical without you know, getting a concussion. Yeah, I mean, but this is what most people do jiu-jitsu. That's what they have there. I've, I've had plenty of people walk into my gym, spar with someone else, get their ass kicked, not be able to handle getting punched, have a little hissy fit, and go learn jiu-jitsu. And then I see on their Facebook, they're writing about jiu-jitsu all the time because they get to look like a tough guy without getting punched. Right. where the fuck are you going, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Who's calling my name? Dude, I'm in fucking Thailand. Shut the fuck up. I don't know who the fuck this is. <laughs> where in Thailand are? All I can hear is Thai chicks. 
Hello? All right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think you do need yeah. to know some striking, but once you retire from striking, it could be good to like pick up jujitsu. You know, just like hey, man, exercise is exercise. I yeah. just know that if you're on the if you're on the Yo, street, exactly. Okay. Yeah, don't go on the ground on the street, but huh? I mean, it's a fun thing to do. Thank you. Happy eating. Happy eating. Guys, happy eating. Fury. Yeah, so be part of the conversation, and you're just gonna make noises. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm uh, hearing chess. It's. Uh, I just went out at uh, like this club in uh, Bangkok, and uh, I shot like uh, four plus vodka shots. I'm walking back to my hostel. You know, like I'm good, chance. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Four shots is a lot. Yeah. Hey. Ninety-five pounds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sh and plus uh, there's footage. I shot it like in one session, like within three seconds. It's, it didn't phase me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yo, what's up, okay, well, you're yeah. gonna have to urinate okay. soon, and I, I would prefer that you muted your phone while you do that oh my god who was Vadim was it uh, Avtolita Vata there he is Left there we go yeah is Vadim Vadim you're there yo did you ask the question I want to ask Tate yeah is he motherfucker are you there I can't hear you Vadim, put that mic up. Yeah, there you go. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah, it's like probably recorded. I didn't hear it. Yeah. Sub Tate, huge fan, long time. Thank you. Yeah. Are you saying that you love him long time? <laughs> no. No, not love you long time. What the fuck? That's on soy shit. That's on soy shit, right? All right. No, no, but um, the funny thing about me and Tate, like, I remember like a long, long time ago, I was on Twitter on 2015, and there was this man who had like this tweet about how money is like water, and he always had like, he had that pint, but he always had like just photos of bitches, you know, just him and bitches. I was like, who's this guy? But this uh, pin was like uh, about how to view money as water. That was Tate. And then like, uh, yeah, like four years later, I see him back again. So yeah. It's uh, I'm on my fifth, on my fifth account now. <laughs> I'm on my second. My first one only lasted three months before they gave me the perma boot. Yeah. What I get for uh, arguing facts with blue checks, bro. I fucking I, I lost my verified tick, which is a fucker because Twitter is a million times better when you're verified. So much better. Yeah. What's it's the difference? It's a different app. So you can set it so that you only see, oh, firstly, all verifieds, you can't, you, you instantly see messages from other verifieds. So when yeah. I used to insult JK Rowling, I knew she yeah. said it. <laughs> yeah. And they don't, uh, okay, okay. well. you end up getting an argument with people and shit. What, what so was it? Uh, she was in love with uh, Donald Trump, right? She is in love with Donald Trump. Yeah. I know they are. So it's just like, yeah, it's much better. There's a lot of different app features and stuff. It's just, it's just a better app. Huh. Little did I know. Yeah. That's right. Vadim, no time. Right, so what's the last? What's the last subject? What's the last subject? What do you think, Fury? You just showed up. You got a question? 
dude, like I said, like, dude, I just came from the fucking club in Bangkok. What the fuck? I can't think straight. Which, Somebody which else give it up. Which club? Uh, like it's called Levels. It's right there, like on the, uh, like uh, at the outer part of like Bangkok. Uh, I don't think I've been there. You know it, Tate? I was in Bangkok a month and a half ago, but I can't remember where I went. Here, man, yeah. I got I got a question for you. I know you don't give a fuck about society and the people in it, but assuming that you did, what would your message to them be? Like, if you if society was just a group of individuals, oh, wait. and they realized yeah, that, what would you say to them? Um, I think that society was on track for a long time. I think that men used to go out and work hard and risk their lives and feed their families and, and have kids and do the honorable thing. I think society was fine for a while. It's just got fucked up recently. Men never used to be concerned with happiness. You'd never hear men talking about happiness. You hear them talking about duty and honor and courage and valor and commitment and responsibility. Men would say a whole bunch of words and, and happiness was never one of them. Yeah. I think that men have become obsessed with trying to be happy, happy. Yeah. And I think being happy is in many ways actually quite feminine for that reason. When I imagine a, a man, I don't imagine him smiling. If you imagine the man, if I say, imagine the fucking man, do you imagine him with a fucking childish grin on his face or do you imagine like fucking yeah. dude in the tank? Yeah. Like, so I, th I think that's what's gone wrong. Men have gone wrong. And by extension, women have gone wrong. By extension, families have gone wrong. By extension, society's gone wrong. Yeah. And I think it's because men have, have, have diverted their focus on life from things that mattered to things like happiness. I don't think pe people need to stop being so obsessed with trying to be fucking happy all the damn time. Like children. Like a bunch of little babies. Yeah. Um, oh, I, would say I need to be happy. I need to smile. I'm depressed. I need to smile more. Wham. Shut the fuck up and get on with life, man. Do something worthwhile. It's a little dick. So, yeah, it's I mean, a fucked up definition of happiness nowadays because, like, the ancient Greeks, they saw happiness more as, like, you derive happiness from meaningful accomplishments. And I also believe that confidence comes from meaningful accomplishments. So, like, happiness and confidence are intertwined. And if you're a man, like, you you, you got to be in constant pursuit of, like, accomplishments that make you feel like a man. That's what happens. Well, exactly. Yeah, if you're happy just for the sake of being happy without any kind of fucking reason, well, you're just a dickhead, aren't you? That's why you end up fucking that's, doing shit. That's not true. Like, if if I if I heard you correctly, I, to sum it up, I think what you're saying is that the path forward is for men to assume the positions of honor, duty, and responsibility, and to lead those who fall within the purview of their responsibility, their sphere of responsibility, and to make sure that they are doing what it takes to ensure that those who rely on them are able to um, live the lives that they, uh, I don't know how to end up that sentence, but essentially duty, honor, and responsibility, and leadership in those traits is what is going to move people forward, and anything else is just wishful thinking. Is that, is that well, absolutely. Anything else is just hedonistic bullshit. This is why alcoholics are alcoholics, because they want to be happy without achievement. This is why drug addicts take drugs. They want to be happy without achievement. This is why fucking everyone's doing dumb shit and wants to be happy without a reason. This obsession for happiness is destroying people. People need to realize 
There's nothing wrong with feeling a little bit sad. There's nothing wrong with feeling a little bit pissed off. And you need to be putting other things above your happiness, like your responsibility to the people around you and the people you care about. And you need to get some honor and some courage. I have respect for the man who gets up every day, works a job he fucking hates, to pay for his fucking wife's life. I respect that man. And now he ain't doing it to be happy. He's doing it to be a fucking man. And this is what happens when you destroy gender roles. You fuck up all of society. <laughs> gender roles are fucked. Families are fucked. Society's fucked. It's all fucked. And if you're a man who acts like a man, even 1%, you get attacked and vilified. People vilify me. I'm seen as a bad person. People come at me and say I'm a horrible person purely because I like fast cars and girls. Right. So like, I, what the fuck? I'm evil now for wanting to okay. fuck some pussy and drive a Lambo around. Like, it's just, this is the level of insanity we've reached. I ain't killing babies. I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm a bad guy because I like females. Fuck it, this is the world's completely fucking screwed. And isn't it hilarious that the people who want to call you a bad guy are literally the ones who want to kill they're, babies? They're, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right? It's yeah. crazy. It's yeah, fucking so, crazy, man. So, so let me bring up like what why my username is mimetic value. So this is this theory called mimetic theory, which is basically people imitate each other and they have all all those different roles and you imitate each other's desires. You end up with conflicts. And one of the reasons why we have this modern problems is that too many weak men are trying to imitate the desires of women. And that's basically what you can see. But once you have weak men competing with women in, in their roles, you start to have a very problematic society. And once you get there, you start to, people start to look for a scapegoat to blame on everything. And that's why, that's why they're portraying you as a villain, Tate. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And it's also the first time in history weak men have a voice. Weak men never used to have a voice. Yeah, but uh, chiming in, it's also like a form of envy. Like uh, when I talked about Tate, mm -hmm. like in 2015, I was like, um, I'm not saying like I'm a winner now, but back then I was a loser in my opinion. And then, I, and if you see this man, like how he portrays himself, Tate, mm -hmm. and you're like, look, this is a photo, Slovakian. I fuck this bitch. Then you're like jealous, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then so you that's exactly. So that's mimetic theory where when you, mm. when people share the same desires, they feel envy. So what, what do they do? People either choose to mimic their model. So you become like Tate or, or, or you taboo. You basically say you can't become masculine. It's all toxic. Yeah. It's true, man. But look, we need to do this again sometime. I'm sorry I have to shoot off. I've got to go to some bullshit event. But this has been good. We need to do like a weekly thing or something and we can let yeah. people message us questions and blah, blah, blah. And Yo, but Tate, I have one question. Tate, yeah. yeah. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's a nice freeze frame of fury. Like, uh, why do you post the stories about your dad? Hmm. Uh, because the, he was the person who taught me everything. I, I know I was fortunate to have a good teacher. I understand that that makes me luckier than most other people. But my entire mindset was taught from a kid. It was not some, it was not some big grand discovery. I didn't have to learn red pill or any of those things. This, this was taught to me from a very, very young age. So the stories that molded me, I just pass on the best way I can through Twitter. I think, why not? You know, it's good to have them written down somewhere. So. Word up. All right, well. I guess I'm hosting this shit, so I'm going to wrap this up and call it. Thank you, Tate. Thank you, Vadim. Thank you, Q. Thank you, Fury. It's been cool. Um, 
apparently Tate had a good time and he wants to do this again. Maybe we'll work it out. But yeah, if there's something you can take away from this audience, look into my eyes and listen to me. Take responsibility for your fucking life. Make good decisions. And when you make bad ones, own the consequences and stop blaming other people. If you want to move forward in the world, you have to do the things that are required to do it. Don't be stealing. Don't be blaming. Don't be complaining. Just do what you have to do. And the life you want to live is at your doorstep. Just open the fucking door by assuming responsibility. Logocentrifugal, out. Yeah, so in other words, take extreme ownership. Yeah, it's a pleasure to hang out with you guys. Any, yeah. any last words from anybody else? Yeah, the thought again about responsibility comes up that I had in the beginning, but we talked about it, so. I'm gonna press stop button right now then. Thank you, gentlemen.